man. Well, let's get the bugs out. Why don't we? Okay. Why don't we get the? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 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 Man, joining us today is OJ the Juice Man. Yeah, joining us today is the poet poet laureate of the South himself, Mister OJ the Juice Man. How are you doing today, OJ? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all OJ says. That's really all he needs to say. It's all it's all anybody needs to say, in my opinion. <sighs> Man, when I was a little kid, it didn't rain very often in Hobbs, New Mexico. But when it did rain, but when it didn't, you would get these goalie washers just torrential downpours. <laughs> And one day, I was going to go with my dad somewhere. I don't remember where we were going. To this day, I don't remember. I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably around four. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was just raining. I, I just thought of this just now when I was laying on the couch and you walked in the door. I don't know why this memory came to mind. It's because I was sitting there reading. I was on my phone. I was reading that New York Magazine thing about the IPCC report that just yeah. came out about climate change. And I don't know why this memory popped in my head. But the memory was my dad was taking me somewhere and it was just torrential rain, man. Like we're talking you couldn't see anything like one of those crazy thunderstorms you get out west. And um we were going to be gone like it was raining so bad that it was a possibility that we might not be able to like come <laughs> home or something like that. Fight for good. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe my parents had been fighting and my dad was like bouncing for a few days just till things cooled off or something. I really don't remember. But I just remember my mom running out to the car. We were in the car together. Me and my dad were. And my mom ran out to the car and I rolled the window down and shoved a pair of jeans into my chest like if you need these here you go and I just started bawling I was like I don't want to go oh no I my, don't want to go my parents are breaking <laughs> up <laughs> I don't want to do it <laughs> no well I don't I guess what it was was I guess the reason I thought of that was cause yeah I was reading that article about climate change and I was just like I don't want to do it I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to go, man. I know, man. I know that feeling. Uh, we're talking um, 1.5 degree Celsius increase by 2040. Um, Seven degree increase by 2100. That's Fahrenheit. But yeah, Celsius. We're talking about a oh. f- four degree increase by the end of this century. <laughs> it's, It's... You, there aren't really words to describe that. <laughs> we uh, we fucked we up. We made some mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we made some mistakes. As you say, as you say, we let it get away from us. <laughs> we did. We let it get away from us. Uh, yeah, there's Ooh. a good chance we might die from climate-related that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the article was um, 
It's, I didn't even get it all the way through it. That's so bad, dude. You think about it. It. That's uh, what, twenty-two years from here, from now. It's yeah. We'll be middle aged. <laughs> we'll be just we'll be fifty-five. We'll be just old enough to not really be that able anymore. You know what I mean? Unless we're entering our worst years when the shit's really hitting the fan. <laughs> so we'll <Yeah>. go quick. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to make it. Technically, it's not our worst years, but it, it's like our no, 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 second no, no. worst years. But I mean, like, it's not going to get better. From oh, yeah, you're right. But I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to get progressively worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good point. Um, this article is... At two degrees, the melting of the Arctic ice sheets will pass a tipping point of collapse, flooding dozens of the world's major cities this century, and threatening over many centuries to elevate sea level as much as 200 feet. (laughs) No big deal. At that amount of warning, it is estimated global GDP per capita will be cut by 13%. 400 million more people will suffer from water scarcity, and even in the northern latitudes, heat waves will kill thousands each summer. It will be worse in the planet's equatorial band. In India, where many cities now numbering in the many millions would become unlivably hot, there would be 32 times as many extreme heat waves, each lasting lasting five times as long and exposing in total 93 times more people. This is two degrees. This is the best case scenario that, that the IPCC laid out. Wait, wait, what's the best case that, scenario? That's the best case scenario. The best case scenario is the melting of the Arctic ice sheets past a tipping point of collapse, flooding dozens of the world's major cities <laughs> this century. That's the best that's case That's the scenario. best case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's the best case, Tom. I will tell you, it did get away from us. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, imagine when, uh, I want to go. <laughs> I just, you know, for all the talk about like, oh gosh, uh, just, I pray for the sweet release of death and all like the angsty posturing we do on Twitter and stuff. Mm. I mean, I, death still kind of looks like it hurts a little bit. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the paradox about being a depressive person. It's like, I want to die, but I don't actually want to go through the process of it yeah no no that's not, <laughs> that's why if if this climate change thing is like the worst possible scenario because it's like protracted doomsday uh-huh it's not like a cataclysmic event that's going to just all knock us out at the same time that's not scary at all to me for whatever reason like we just wake up oh, one day awesome. and hit, get hit by an asteroid and then we're all just blow up it'll be great whatever take an let's take an asteroid can we like steer the earth into the Court to the path of an asteroid or something. Well, you know, there's that skull-shaped asteroid now that's floating around or whatever. <laughs> I've been hearing about that thing for Maybe years. Maybe we can just kind of push it toward us. <laughs> no, I've been hearing about that for years. Why is it? Um, I don't know if it's a real thing or not. But damn, this mic sounds really not good. Yours sounds all right. Yo, maybe it's the. Uh, Maybe it's the the cover, huh? Maybe it's the screen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take the screen off. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, it's um. Yeah the the prospect of dying is muted by the idea of all of us just kind of 
walking into the void together. Yeah. But, uh... It's easier to accept when you think about, like, well, the rest of every, everybody else is going to have to go through it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I used to comfort myself. Paradoxically, as a teenager, I used to think of heaven as hell. That's how I used to comfort myself with the idea of heaven. Well, the 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 idea of t- eternal life was terrifying to me as a teenager. Eternal life sucks. It's no good, folks. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around it. I like it in theory. Uh, I don't. But then when I think, oh, God. Oh, then we man. just never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever die. <laughs> I used to get panic attacks thinking about this. I, I, I'm panicking right now thinking about it, man. We never, <laughs> ever, ever die. I see the look on your face. That I know is, that look. That is the ultimate trick of a vengeful God, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's how I used to comfort myself as a teenager. I'd be like, man, well, at least all the all these other motherfuckers got to go through it with me. That's true, man. That's like our, our options are um, either spend uh, eternity where the worm dieth not and you're, you know eternal agony and torment or spend it at Trump <laughs> Tower with a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not are you saying tr- are you saying hell is Trump Tower? No, I'm saying or heaven. Heaven. it's like Trump Tower. It's kind of tacky like the That's true. The walls of Jasper, that streets is, of gold. That is how they build it to you yeah. back in the day. I mean, I'm sure they're still building it that yeah. way now. Just give me a nice tasteful um, that is funny. They're like you can't bungalow. take right. They're like you can't take your riches with you to heaven, but then they act like heaven is this totally gold plated, like gaudy um, place. Sounds very tacky. It's very weird. Why? Why? Why are we gonna give a shit about gold in heaven? I know. That is a good point. That should be the first thing that sets off our mind as to thinking that where is the where's the gold come from? They got gold mines. In heaven? Somebody's got, somebody's <laughs> got to refine that stuff. <laughs> so no, God just waves his hand and makes it himself. Right, right. Damn. I don't know. So that's your that's your best case scenario, Tom. At three degrees, this is the medium case scenario. Okay. Three degrees, southern Europe will be in permanent drought. The average drought in Central America would last 19 months, and in the Caribbean, 21 months. In Northern Africa, the figure is 60 months, five years. The area is burned each year by wildfires with double in the Mediterranean and sextuple in the United States. Oh, boy. Beyond the sea level rise, which will already be swallowing <laughs> cities from Miami Beach <laughs> hey, to Jakarta. Fortunately, the flooding cities will put out the fires. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My man's already looking at a glass half full. Everybody just needs to adopt the Tom Sexton. You're right. That's what. That's what. What's the over and under on seeing that exact take in the speaker piece? But like, all these people freaking out about wildfires. Do they not realize the sea levels are rising? They'll just put out the fires. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there already. Damages just from river flooding will grow thirty fold in Bangladesh, twenty fold in India, and as much as sixty fold. <clears throat> in the UK, this is three degrees better than we'd do if all the nations of the world honored their Paris commitments, which none of them are. <laughs> Practically speaking, barring those dramatic tech do ex machinas, this seems to me about as 
positive a realistic outcome as it is rational to expect. Okay, that's the three degrees. Here's four degrees, Tom. Which hey, is, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let me, okay, yeah, go Which ahead. is what we're on course for. There's okay. nothing to suggest otherwise. Keep going. Wait, it's, so wait, is this the last stage? <laughs> yeah, this is just the as bad as it gets. This is probably about as bad as it's going to get. I mean, theoretically, it by could 2040. always get worse. No, if this is by 20, this is by the end of this century. Oh, okay. By 2040, we're l- looking at a guaranteed one and a half degree Celsius rise. Nothing we can do to curb that now. No. That's happening. That's happening. Okay. We're f- we're beyond. <laughs> we're we're past the point of. <laughs> there's no no bargaining with the planet. No. None of that. No, no engineering feats that are going to mm. get us out of this. No. There's there's people who say, oh, you know, we'll get carbon sequestration so- uh, technology and take it out of the atmosphere, but they're nowhere even close to being ready to scale anything like that up there, there, yeah. there's some of these people that are that are it's like that person that was going to do the blood tests without taking the blood yeah uh, theranos Elizabeth holmes yeah yeah it's just like uh some of the stuff's just so it's just hubris it's like oh we can do this yeah you know what i'm saying like that's what i always that's what everybody always says like about new orleans no nah, it's not gonna be it'll be fine <laughs> There's, you know, there's amazing uh, engineering feats that'll save the city and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. At a certain point, just, there's no bargaining with the ocean. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's no bargaining with the atmosphere. Uh, There's no bargaining with natural systems. Did did you see, uh, speaking of bargaining with the ocean, did you see that uh, video of the uh, family in the boat that ran over the whales that ran up on the oh I did they whales. called the cops <laughs> yeah. yeah I did somebody told you it's like oh, your shitty kids are trying to call the ocean's manager <laughs> I did see that and the dad's just trying to have yeah, that, that great moment with his kids his kids just being <laughs> such little I did see dumb that dumb asses okay worst case scenario at four degrees, there would be eight million cases of dengue fever each year in Latin America alone. <laughs> Global grain yields could fall by as much as 50%, producing annual or close to annual food crises. The global economy would be more than 30% smaller than it would be without climate change, and we would see at least half, a, at least half again as much conflict and warfare as we do today. At least half again. Um... I don't know what that means. Possibly more. I guess it means we'll see more. Fuck it, whatever. Our current trajectory, remember, takes us higher still. <laughs> and while there are many reasons to think we will bend that curve soon, the plummeting cost of renewable energy, the growing global consensus about phasing out coal, etc., it is worth remembering that whatever you may have heard about the green revolution and the price of solar, at present, global carbon emissions are still growing. <laughs> So, we're going to overshoot the worst case scenario, I think is the point. So, we're going beyond that. Baby, we are. <laughs> so, basically, here's what it sounds like we're going to be we're going to be looking at. It sounds like there's going to be um, what the Bible calls wars and rumors of wars. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like much of the world, inhabitable world, is going to be underwater or on fire. Uh-huh. Um, isn't it funny how like the apocalypse that the Bible predicted actually will happen, but just not for the reasons they think? 
capitalism is the great Satan. They don't understand this. Cap- take. <laughs> yeah, it's right under your nose, you fucking morons. Right. It's like that's that's what will drive the earth to ruin. It has got nothing to do with immorality or sin or any of this other shit. It's got everything to do with you greed heads. You greed, you sorry, sorry <laughs> greed heads. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so goddamn funny today. You know, all the responses to this. Uh, Dan Rather had this hilarious fucking tweet. Here's a guy who is more out of touch than anybody. This is hilarious. Can you do a Dan Rather impression? Oh. The United States president tonight. Uh, That's as close as I can get. Coal miners are proud people, and they should be. Their hard work and sacrifice won wars and powered American industry. Won wars. (laughs) Now climate change demands we move to see we move to new forms of energy. Demagogues see an opportunity, but all of us should recognize with empathy the pain of change. I got an idea. (laughs) What? Let's train up uh, coal miners to be evening newsmen. <laughs> Dan will lead the charge. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just place them all over the country. Reporting on climate disasters. Among other topics. It'd be funny to see a coal miner in stripes, like, trying not to get blown away by a hurricane. But, like, a category of hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just really funny to me that you have these tweets. Like, Dan Rather, man, like, did nobody tell Dan that coal miners don't exist anymore? Coal miners really are the original woke straw man. You know what I'm saying? They're basically like leprechauns at this point. Yeah. Uh, they're proud people, and they should. Well, I, I guess in the calculation of climate change, it's really hilarious that that's the first sort of demographic they always go to. And I can't tell if it's because they're so absolutely terrified of the sort of, uh, oh my God, (laughs) what the fuck was that? (laughs) I can't tell if it's because they, I mean, why are they always pandering to the coal miners every time climate change comes out? It's like you're pandering to like 10,000 people, ish. Ish. (laughs) Like, ish. Why? I mean, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I mean, I could five, ten years ago, yeah, it would have made a little more sense. But today, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Damn. Well, fuck, is Tanya not coming? We're 18 minutes. Where is she? She's a little, little on the tardy side. Tanya... Tanya Turner. Bum, 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 bum. Well, here's the thing, Tom. And I wanted to save this for Tanya, but fuck it. We might as well just head on into it. Let's just head on into this tunnel, why don't we? You want to? Let's just drive right through the tunnel. Uh, Here's the thing. It's like we were saying earlier. Oh, fuck it. We need to wait for Tanya. <laughs> yeah, let's wait for Tanya. <laughs> All right, let's take a breather. Let's get our attitude. Let's get an attitude adjustment. Not literally, but let's change our attitude.
We're raiding around for Tanya Turner. When she's gonna get here, nobody knows. It's the spooky month. That's right. It's the month where we get really spooked out. It's gonna be really crazy. Who shouts? I'm gonna exercise these demons in my butt. In my butt. I'm gonna exercise these demons in my butt. In my butt. I said in my butt. In my butt. I said in my butt. In my butt. I said in my butt. In my butt. Butt. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we've got a hurricane coming down on this country. And you know, you know what that means. The MAGA Trump president is gonna turn it around. It's is going. That Scott Staff, you're doing it, Yeah, Scott Staff, Scott Staff is a country singer. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. With arms wide open. With arms wide open. The economy is soaring. Stocks are really good. Jobs are coming on back with arms wide open. <laughs> We're gonna build that wall and get this country on track with arms wide open. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm singing Stout Step songs like country songs. Tanya, we're depressed. Oh, wow. I like how you're holding your mic there, Tom. Did you pick that up from somebody? Sorry. <laughs> I even went to the gym this morning. Still can't get up those steps. The rec center? Did you did you uh, do bodies by Brandy? <laughs> no, but I love to watch them. <laughs> mostly just how they mostly just socialize. I'm not sure how their bodies are impacted by socialization. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a good ab workout. Laughing with your friends. Key keen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting enough of that, so I have to go uh, to the gym. Twice a week. What kind of workout do you do at the gym? Twice a week? That's not very much. <laughs> well, I do Generally, yoga you gotta go occasionally. You gotta go like every day. And I mowed my own grass this week, so <laughs> hey, everybody runs their own race, Terry, you know. Yeah, come on. I'm sorry, I'm just like um <laughs> I go before work, don't Pick get it any up, points you for fucking that. Pussy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> come on, Tanya. Come on. <laughs> God damn. Wow. Well, the so good news. Is there any? Matter, it's uh, kind of a matter of perspective. <laughs> the good news is we're all going to be dead in 22 years. Um, so I do not feel like I'm guaranteed 22 years, <laughs> personally. I don't, well, think. I don't stop eating like a 14-year-old. I'm... <laughs> If I thought I was going to live another 22 years, I'd get LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> Honestly. You know, they're finding out that, that, like, that that's really not good. It causes all kinds of complications later on down the line, and it's not permanent either. Yeah. So, um, 
Don't get it, folks. It's don't. a scam. <laughs> just go blind, folks. Just go, go, get the trusty go old blind gracefully. Yeah, blind or just the eyeglasses. I know. You know, just go with the eyeglasses. I scared the fuck out of Leon when I whipped into the driveway. <laughs> he like, jumped straight up vertical. <laughs> my God. <laughs> All fours. Hell yeah. Well, you know, it's um, it's the spooky month, you know? It's a spooky month, yeah. What else can you expect, honey? Leon's a spooky cat. He really is. I just got my little bitch fixed. I saw that, and I I was wondering, um, you went to the same guy that I went to over uh, up in Fort. Yeah. Uh, Partridge. Kelly Bradford. Yeah, really. That's him. Kind of a creepy guy, but... um, but they're, they're here on missionary, right? Work? They're missionaries? I think that's why they're They so. were. Yeah. Now they're just normal local veterinarians or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that a thing? Right. I guess so. I I went to him for Arrow, and then um, Arrow had some complications with her incision. She got fixed, and oh, her no. guts were coming out of her incision. <laughs> she yeah. just kind of like the fuck? sat in the corner and meowed. I was like, what is wrong with this cat? And I said, oh, shit, that looks infecting. And then I took her, and he and he goes, well, he glued her back up, and he said, I want to tell you, this can go one of two ways. Either her guts will spill out, and she'll, f- I mean, say fucking, but, and she'll <laughs> die, or she'll be fine. And that was enough for me. I never went back to him. It's like he took his sick pleasure in, like, laying out this hypothetical that my cat might just die by disembowelment. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real. They are strange. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't say a bad thing about her because she, because Blue Ivy shit in the carrier on the way there, and that woman cleaned it out. Thank God I didn't have to. Damn. Wasn't looking forward to that. But, you know, they're really, they're really religious very strict christian people over there it's the place is called all god creatures which is kind of a paradox because it's like i thought you were pro-life you know you're out you're out here snipping uh, kittens kittens. well uh, wow interesting yeah yeah anyway anywho they told me you know before i left they said well you'll have a nice day and i was like yeah you all too just as a you know rebound yeah and he was like oh we're going to johnson city to eat at chick-fil-a we're gonna have a great day <laughs> this what is this fuck? is a phenomenon that's interesting to me. it is really because as soon as he said it, you know i thought oh yeah it's fun to go to johnson city but then i th- then the i Christian thought thing. about why he emphasized right. the chick-fil-a <laughs> also it's a long damn way to go for chick-fil-a there's one in wise now there is, is that right uva's campus well yeah. there is also one in pike I- I thought there was one at Pikeville. I'm getting that confused with Jimmy John's. Damn, this show is just becoming a plug for various. Well, all the Christian companies. My fact. Well, what I've really been trying to do is because you know I was recommended to this vet by my girlfriend who takes her dog there, her boxer. Yeah. So I keep we keep both, and then Michelle ended up having to take um, Blue Ivy for her first shots because I was out of town when it happened. It's like all the shit. And so they know that we, like, our friends and our animals know each other because now my cat has fleas because Louie had fleas. So when they tell me that she had fleas, I was like, oh, I guess I better get Louie a treatment, too. How much is that going to cost? So I keep trying to let them know we're gay. Say, hey. (laughs) See uh, how it goes. (laughs) See how it shakes out. You know that other one that comes in with the dog? Yeah, we have gay sex. We, uh, you should say we, um, what do Christians call homosexuality? 
uh, sodomy or something. Yeah, yeah. Like so- all so gay t- sex t- is sodomy. T- all, <laughs> all gay sex is sodomy. None of it's been in my ass in years. Tell your sodomites. You're right. That is so right. They just general. They just blanket statement. Yeah. With one, just Sodom. Everybody lives in Sodom. Yeah. Does sodomy. <laughs> That's why like sodomy is still illegal in a lot of states. That's the truth. Yeah, it is. We're I mean, it's not enforced. I'm sure in most places, but yeah. Wait till they want to. Yeah. Well, they do use it to like. I think they use it for like men cheating on their spouses or something like that. They uh. I think I've seen it enforced that way, maybe. Mm, maybe knows? change the name to something else, though. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Very weird. Anyway, I think they're catching on because, I mean, they love her. Like, they love Michilla. Because the last time I was in there by myself, she you know, she teaches music, and they were saying that they know some kids she teaches, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, they're great. They love her. She's such a great teacher. And I was like, I know. She's so great. <laughs> and then this time when they were like, yeah, Blue Ivy has fleas. And I was like, oh, she must have got them from Louie. How, how do they how do they um, address your trans cat? Well, I call her she, and they call her he, and we don't discuss it. So. <laughs> okay. I guess Michella explained it to him when she took her the first time, oh, and so boy, like the I'd next time, off that shit. the next time that I come in, they were like, "Yeah, she told us that you just like like the name, and haha, I thought she was a girl, and I was like, or I just." <laughs> You weren't She's really. She. You weren't really pushing it. Right? Yeah, I was like, whatever. Right. So I just kept saying, "She this, she that, la la." Yeah. But yeah, she. I. I was. She has been acting so terrible recently. I was really kind of hoping that she would see this surgery as a punishment because she has been so <laughs> fucking terrible. She's like terrorizing my life. All I do is clean shit anymore. I'm gonna cut your fucking stomach. These are open. hostile shits <laughs> clean litter box shitting all over the house anytime i do something she don't like what she is a that bitch because is... i was gone for 10 days and i like had people come and clean her litter box while i was gone uh-huh. and i came home to a clean litter box and five piles of shit right in front of the front door oh yeah she was She's... hoping i would step in she was sending you a message oh yeah then sunday i moved a couch and so we locked her in the bathroom while we had the doors open to move the couch in. Ten yeah. minutes tops. She took a shit right in the floor, right beside her kitty litter box because she was locked in the ba- in the bathroom. Oh, then yeah, they they hate that shit. And now that she has fleas, I ain't letting her in my bed, so I have to lock her out of my room at night. <laughs> Pissed <laughs> the fuck off. Well, this is gonna make me sound like a total um, trashy individual, but I I let my cats in my bed when they have fleas. Your flea cats. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm manic anyway. I change my sheets like every three days. I just can't. Serve check the reason why you don't have a flea treatment from the. You can be, you can buy one what? of those like flea bombs. You like put it in your house and like. He told me that the flea treatment I gave her, which was strong, would take care of it, knock it out, as long as I got it for her and Lou. Yeah. You didn't use the. Yeah, U. then they'll go away because fleas yeah. will die out. So. He said they're like at any given time. There's like two months worth of flea life cycle like hatch blah 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 but two months out they're gone and this is a three-month treatment so it should damn fix handle it yeah um that's what i hope anyway this seems so boring you just cut all this out uh, it's all right. <laughs> look we're a lot of cat talk me and cat we're depressed, we're, depressed. All we, all yeah, we have are cats. we're eating prunes <laughs> <laughs> we're depressed and we're eating prunes god damn it well today i ate my fourth burrito for lunch because i did all the meal prep on sunday and i ate it today in pure misery i hated it me four days in a row it's just too much me and tom just uh sat here for 20 minutes before you got here and 
ran down all of the worst potential scenarios for the climate and the environment for the next uh, 80 years or so. Um, I'm not sure our imaginations have the capacity to imagine how bad no, it will be. <laughs> no, they really... I'm not sure we know. They really, they really don't. Well, the best case scenario is several major cities end up underwater. <laughs> best case. Best case, best case. But I just, I mean, call me paranoid. But uh, every time I imagine this scenario as best case, I realize that all those millions of people who've been living literally on top and below each other are going to have to flee to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be to the mountains. Mm. You mean, you mean people in like, Indochina or coming to Appalachia? Oh, you meant China? No, I I, I was just thinking about U.S. Because as as our borders shrink mm. with as with sea level rise, people right. are just going to be moving inward. You know, <laughs> here they come. So we're all going to end up in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think because we have the elevation. I uh, I don't know if we do. You don't think we have enough elevation here? In Whitesburg, it's weird. Our elevation's like 800 feet, and then at the top so of the high mountain. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to move to the top of the mountain. Fine. You gotta work. You gotta move to the high ground. Fine. <laughs> I bet my elevation on Pine Creek's pretty high. Yeah, it's probably like 1,500 feet, something like, something like that, something like that. Pretty far up the holler. Um, no, it's so maybe we're all heading to the Rockies then. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'd say we're all gonna die. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have happen? no money to move. Yeah. <laughs> How do you podcast when you're depressed? I don't really know how to do this. I feel like I'm like flying mm. on. Uh, I feel like I'm flying a plane with like the engines blown off. Oh I'm trying to like land a. I wish. <laughs> you're solely bicycle. <laughs> yes. This is supposed I'm to be solely. our therapy. We're supposed to use this as our therapy because well. since we don't have good health care or uh, mental health options locally, I, I, I can't tell the people in the audience what I'm actually dealing with. You know what I mean? So. Because, like, then they'll know can't too much. <laughs> can't be honest. You can't be honest. And then the feds will be at our door. <laughs> so. Well, I guess I could tell you about something dark that happened to, to me this week. To me and Tom both. We went to Martin County um, on Wednesday night. Nothing good happening over there right now. Or Thursday, Tuesday night. It was Tuesday yeah. night. And um, we saw what the future of society is soon to be. God. <laughs> It was very dark. It was incredibly dark. It was one of the darkest things I've ever experienced. In fact, um, a cloud just moved and the lights just lowered in this room. Yes. <laughs> Here, here's here's an interesting thing. I think it ended up happening. Okay. Okay. If you're a person that sees something happening like the situation in Martin County, uh-huh. complete just um, sort of destruction of what society is left over there yeah <laughs> i'm probably overstating that a little bit but it's bad folks <laughs> uh and then you read the report the climate change report or the that that's what's fucking me okay there's this there's like a there's like a several things coming concentrating on me like a fucking microscope like a uh yeah magnifying glass we're in an anvil right now what, wait what's it called a vi- we're in like a, a vice is that what it is where you just crank it's cranking yeah, close we're cranking yeah, it yeah. close we're getting cr- we're getting cranked <laughs> the fuck in and unfortunately not my waist it's my head right crank the fuck in yeah well well what i was getting at before the cranking 
We're uh, just cranking it in. God. Cranking it in. <laughs> cranking it out. Yeah, that's what cranking it in is. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think there's going to be sort of a, a future where liberals start becoming climate deniers? <laughs> because, it, you know, after like they've beat this drum for... You know, and rightfully so. I'm not picking on them because no, please do. I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I want to lash out right now. I want everyone to feel pain. But like, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, like how they've sort of, um, cop for like these sort of tech utopians and all this yeah. kind of stuff who have sort of hastened. Well, and have uh, hastened it, but at the same time have assured us, like, oh, look, technology. Oh, we got this. Yeah, we've got this. Yeah, <laughs> technology this. will take care yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they just what I'm saying is you think they just might pivot and like start just denying climate science <laughs> I think in the is that a possible to keep, future to keep an upbeat slogan <laughs> yeah well, just, just to, to, so they're so they're like sort of <laughs> grift won't be upended you know what I'm saying I think they'll if they're trying to continue being grifters they'll just put all their money into like what we were saying earlier like the Theranos Elizabeth Holmes type thing I just think they're gonna you know, they're just doubling down on solar panels and shit, don't you think? That's, they really are. They're just going to double down <laughs> on green energy. Voting and, and solar panels. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was I went to get my haircut last week um, at Captivate, uh, and um, the woman cutting my hair, she was like, so like, what was the deal with uh, the property brother guy coming here? Why'd she think you would know? Um, well, we were listening to, we, you know, it's like the radio was on. And this ad came on that was like, um, or this news bulletin came on that was like, Ron Howard was spotted in East Kentucky this week, scoping new sites for his upcoming film, Hillbilly Elegy, or whatever. Fuck, is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, first, like, how the fuck are they going to make a movie about that, by the way? Is it like, um, uh, J.D. Vance, like... Jerking yeah, off onto so an narrow, Oreo with like, his boy. This happens and it cuts to him being like, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> like, how are they going to work in those? You well, know? I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Number us, one Going to keep us in a job for a little while longer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, that, that, that came on. She was like, Ron Howard, huh? She was like, yeah, that's... She was like, um, well, speaking of like, why... Why was J- Why was uh, the property brother guy here? And I was like, well, I think he was making a movie about solar power, about sol- the solar energy or whatever. She goes, oh. So basically it's just going to make us look bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much set your watch on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So tell me your dark experience. I had a pretty dark experience in Harlan County this weekend too. I saw your I saw you had a tweet <laughs> earlier this week that was like and I'm just uh sitting here on my porch regret thinking about every <laughs> mistake I ever made in my life. That's mostly cuz I'm so broke. <laughs> <laughs> Regretting every decision I've ever made. You've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One led to another. Um here we are. But that had nothing to do with the Harlan County experience. No, not really. Well, kinda, I guess. You know how things, mm. uh, yeah, ripple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the rippling. So what happened in Martin County was, um, 
we they had a hearing you know martin county concerned citizens as they do and uh, they invited the um i don't know tom who's greg scott he's like a um the guy the general manager of the water the general department and also the treasurer of the water board <laughs> yeah Guy named Jimmy Don. Yeah. And, and uh, Greg Scott was the manager of the water. The district. Martin County one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was weird. It was like, you know, I, I mean, I've been to the, a lot of those, several of those meetings, and um, they're generally pretty heated and intense, obviously. But are the water guys not like, I mean, are they not on the team? Um, are they defensive? <laughs> <laughs> What's this team you speak of? <laughs> I mean, they, aren't they drinking the water too? Are they not? Oh, like, well, we're getting to that. Why in the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, oh, you better buckle aren't up, sister. Aren't these dummies? Are like, well, aren't they like? Why the fuck are the feds coming in here and fixing our fucking water? Oh well, well. So what it's happened? Funny bring that up. Yeah, it was like. So what happened was they tried to get Greg Scott, the, you know, the manager of the water district, to actually say something. He just had utter contempt for everybody in the room. Oh, my God. Sat there with his back to everybody and didn't. What? Yeah. They asked him, they said, could you uh, stand up or face us? And he goes, I've had prior injuries. No. (laughs) What? And then then he finally did. He finally, like... He went That's over. So he went funny. over to have. He went over to have a sidebar with somebody over here in the corner, and when he came back, they'd moved his chair up front to face the crowd. <laughs> and when he sat back down, he just goes. <sighs> <laughs> and he sat up there, just looked at the ground the whole time. Oh my and god! Let me tell you the telltale sign of a man that's guilty as fuck. <laughs> uh, when they ask a question first and then answer it themselves. Yeah. Were there mistakes made? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. That's the that's the telltale sign of guilt. That is spot on. That is spot on. Then he pulled the uh <laughs> then he pulled it reminded me so much of George Bush when he was like, I'm not an economist, yeah, I'm an I'm optimist. An optimist. <laughs> he goes, I'm not here to talk about the past. <laughs> I'm here to point us in a direction going forward. Who said that? Who said that? Who said in the debates that they weren't here to talk about the past? I thought it was Obama. Or maybe, no, maybe it was... Um, it should have been Hillary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been a line for her. I forget who it was now that it reminded me of that. Too. Oh, it was... Bush would have had good reason to say that, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about my family's history of fucking this country. Yeah, yeah, right hey, my ass. Yeah, I'm not here. That's not, that's not what I'm here for. But so he's not like with everyone trying to. And then they tried to like get a little sympathy. They're like, you know what? We have this ag commission money to fix this problem, but they won't let us touch it because nobody in this room trusts us to do it. And I was thinking to myself, wow, yeah, I mean, it's well, for good reason. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like the Kavanaugh thing in the sense that, like, it was not, it was not, it, it was inconceivable that it was their fault. It was your fault. It was, it was all your fault. It was co- total contempt for any like uh, degree of accountability or any any expression of genuine rage or injury. Just total contempt for that. And um, and so like a pr- the pr- this process would play out wherein people would say, I haven't had water at my house for three days. You know, like there's literal debris coming out of my water, et cetera. And then Greg Scott would get defensive and his 
his guy would jump to his defense and then try to defuse everything. But try to be the, you know, he was yeah. the good cop. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was a good cop, bad cop thing for sure. But, um, but then at one point, this woman in the back got just, I think her rage just kind of like boiled over and she was just like, Imagine that. Well, you drink the fucking water. <laughs> and so and he said, <laughs> he said, listen, now mind you, this is the head of the water department, which. <laughs> They had to turn off all of the wa- the whole water system that that, that day. The, the eastern half of the county didn't have water all weekend. All weekend. Just didn't even have it. So, boil water advisory going on right where we're at. He goes, get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink it. Wow. I'll drink That woman went and filled up two big of the, you know, like the check cashing joint cups, it's probably plastic like this cups. Big, yeah, like about that big. <laughs> Can I get my cup of water? Took him yeah. two. And he said, and then Nina McCoy had to step in and say, there's a boil water advisory. <laughs> Y'all calm down. Nobody's drinking this water one way or the other. And some guy that was like, had been berating that guy says, yeah, we don't drink and we don't expect you to either. <laughs> Nina. Had to step in and say, you fucking idiots, there's still a boil oh water advisory. Oh my God, this is street theater at this point. Oh, it was because it was like, it was basically like um, someone stepping in and being like, Get a hold of yourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everybody, look. Just Let's have some reason. But, you know, when people that haven't had water for a few days, like, they're not going to have reason. I mean, like, you, you you don't really expect them to, like, look at things that way. I mean, I, I totally sympathize with it. And, and, I mean, obviously. But, but the thing that was so dark about it, I guess, was the, you know, like I said, you go through these cycles. People get pissed off. They become diffused. People get pissed off and be diffused. Um, and so, but like the only sort of solution that anybody had to offer was just like, you just got to keep writing Hal Rogers. You got to keep writing Mitch McConnell, et cetera. And this woman said, this woman in the back, just, she goes, I'm on a first name basis with his office. And then they just said, well, call him every day. Just keep calling. And she goes, I do. I, I talk to him every day. They don't care. They don't care. And it's and it's it's fascinating because this isn't even like a Flint thing where they at least got the governor, you know, he obviously denied it and they went through this whole process in Flint where, you know, the governor was just throwing his underlings under the bus. This isn't even like that. What's going on here is that Bevin and McConnell and several other people are just ignoring it. They just don't give a fuck. Bevan hasn't spoke <clears throat> of it at all. They don't. They don't care at all. And I guess what was so dark about it was the fact, like that's that seems new. I'm not entirely sure that you could have gotten away with that 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. I really, I don't know. I mean, like even back then, there were sort of norms and institutions in place that, like, if you leveraged press. Or something to put pressure on elected officials, you would at least get some sort of response or it something. It was on NPR. <clears throat> but the thing about it, that me and Tom were talking about, is that it's gone immediately. There's n- no one gives a fuck. I mean, like, you could put it on a story. It's just, that's like the h- sort of hyper reality that we live in. I wonder how this has impacted Roger's precious prison. Well, they Is just get their money. Notes? No, they just get their water from Prestonsburg now. They just switched completely? Yeah. So they figured that out. Oh, yeah. In a hurry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... Um, hmm. They... 
yeah, they just switched their contract to Prestonsburg, which is like mm. a weirdly predatory uh, water district. Apparently, they're like trying to like swallow up other water districts in the region as much as they can. Look, everything is becoming privatized. Everything is m- becoming more privatized. Politicians don't give a fuck about anybody. I mean, it's the news cycle moves too fast the, to hold anybody accountable. The news cycle moves too fast to hold. I mean, it's it's hyper reality and it's it's like what yeah, I don't know. Afterwards, Tom turned to me and he goes, "This is the future, man. <laughs> like this is this is the future." And I think what you meant by that is that. Sort of like with climate change we were talking about earlier, there is no cataclysmic event or grand single event of apocalypse. It's just a gradual deterioration of living conditions over and time. Nobody <clears throat> to care or respond to. And there's n- yes, and there's no res- yes, nobody to care or respond to it. And people with money t- will show up to use it as a good storyline in a movie, <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to my dark experience in harlem nice segue nice segue (laughs) and i will just say before i tell this that um nutty as he was what was a stupid stupid lawyer eugenics motherfucker harry cottle harry cottle harry cottle (laughs) according to mickey mccoy nina's husband Uh who was a student under harry cottle at uk he said that uh harry cottle used to say when East Kentucky becomes an amusement park for people with wealth, will you be on the Ferris wheel? <laughs> or will you be running the fish tank? <laughs> what the fuck? Or will you be... <laughs> Where are you going to draw your fucking line when we're an amusement park? Anyway... Uh, maybe this was a prediction. Uh, even a blind squirrel finds yeah. a nut every once in a while. <laughs> even a broke clock. <laughs> right twice a day. Uh, so on Saturday night, I went to a, what well, what I kept calling a Hollywood party. Turns out they were all from New York, though. But there's a new movie being filmed in Harlan County. Oh, Matt was at this. Yeah. Yeah. Called, the movie is is a book adaptation called... He told me, and I can't remember. I heard about this. This is what Lindsay was talking to us about. The fuck. Remember that day, Lindsay Terrace, when we were at lunch? (laughs) Time Out and Grill. Um, Carter Sickle is the author. Somehow remember that. The the ending hour, maybe. Or the... I saw this. I saw this. Is it a rom com? I didn't see it, but I saw like people talking <laughs> about it on Twitter. It's not a rom com. It's not a rom com. I have not read the book, but I read the synopsis. <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> You're gonna love it. And then I'll tell this. Then I'll tell you about the party. They had okay. a they had a kickoff event. I think it's the ending hour. Somebody Google it while I'm telling this. Carter. Okay. Get, Carter Sickle. Keep, keep going, and I'll, I'll get you. Here's the synopsis. This. So the. Uh, the lead character's name is, drumroll please, Cole. <laughs> C-O-L-E to throw you to throw the scent off. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> now I haven't read it. The evening hour. The evening, evening hour. hour. That's it. The evening hour. So Cole, which, uh, you know, I haven't read it, so I don't want to, you know, I'm not shitting on the book, but here's what I read on IMDb uh-huh. or the whatever. Okay. Is that Cole was a, wait for it, 
coal miner. Okay. And he <laughs> gave that gave that life up to become a nurse's aide at the nursing home. But at the nursing home, to make up for his lost wages or whatever, he starts selling. He starts stealing and selling pills out of the nursing home. <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, you know chaos ensues from there. I guess. Uh, that's all. That's all I know from the. Yeah, I'll give you a product description just real quick. Um, okay. From Amazon, most of the wo- do- most of the wealth in Dove Creek, West Virginia, is in the earth is in the earth in the coal seams that have provided generations with a way of life born and raised here 27 year old Cole Freeman Cole Freeman <laughs> Freeman has, si- has sidestepped work a mountain is free a mountain is always free Tom's trying to hang himself with an XLR cord has sidestepped work as a minor to become an aide in a nursing home. He's got a shock of bleached blonde hair and a gentle touch well-suited to the job. He's also a drug dealer, reselling the prescription drugs his older patients give him to a younger crowd looking for different kinds of escape. I like how they get they absolve him of any kind of yeah. like moral gray He's area a here. Guy here. Yeah, he, he just t- he takes it from the older patients who give it to him. Here you go, Shani. Here's my yeah. oxycontin. Here it is. <laughs> here. Cole's just moving <laughs> supply and demand. No, nothing to see here. You want some perk tins, boy? Oh, my God. In this economically depressed, shifting landscape, Cole is floundering. The mining corporation is angling to buy the Freeman family's property, and Cole's protests only feel like stalling. Although he has often dreamed of leaving, he has a sense of duty to his land, especially after the death of his grandfather. Here's, let me just go ahead and poke a hole in Mr. Circle's <laughs> thing here. Uh, most coal miners aren't landowners. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Good point, Tom. <laughs> I'm working my family's land, and while I'm yeah. doing that, I'm dealing drugs and mining coal. <laughs> so that's not something that could ever happen. <laughs> If you were a landowner, you wouldn't be dealing drugs or mining coal. The coal well, companies own the land. Well, it's fiction. <laughs> this is a work of fiction. Uh, That's on, how Tom. you know. All right, That's I'll allow it. You know. I'll allow the drug dealing landowner coal miner. <laughs> All right. His grandfather is not the only loss. Cole's one close friend, Terry Rose. Kind of like Terry Rack. <laughs> that's, that's where he goes. <laughs> has also slipped away from him. First to marriage, then to drugs. <laughs> that common trajectory we all know and love. <laughs> marriage and then drugs. <laughs> Are we sure this is a fiction now? I'm not so sure. That was funny. It's like, uh, you know how you boys say, buddy, uh, <clears throat> set a date for your funeral yet? <laughs> you going to have an open cask? I mean, open bar? <laughs> Um, all right. God. While Cole alt- alternately attempts romance with two troubled women, he spends most of his time with the elderly patients at the home, desperately trying to ignore the decay of everything and everyone around him. <laughs> this is a story about my life, apparently. Only when a disaster befalls these mountains is Cole forced to confront his fears end and finally take decisive action, if not to save his world, to at least save himself. The Evening Hour marks the powerful debut of a writer who brings originality, nuance, and an incredible talent for character to an iconic American landscape in the throes of change. Well, there you go. So, uh, was Colt Freeman there? Did you get to see how he was? Yep. He was? Uh, was, was the guy who's playing him? Who was playing him? I didn't, he looked real nondescript to me. He was there, and his dad was there. His dad is the guy who played Will's dad in Stranger Things. Interesting. I've never seen it. And then there were, like, some other, <laughs> oh. like... You know, I didn't recognize anyone, not even the Will's dad from Stranger Things guy. 
Um, but supposedly they were like the next day they were flying in. Holy big name shit! Cast. Cynthia Nixon's gonna be in it. <laughs> Let me see her. Let's see if I saw her. You know, Cynthia Nixon ran for governor of New York in Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Did you ever watch Sex in the City? Damn, Tanya yeah, might be I the did. only. Of course, I watched Sex in oh. the City, but which one was she? <laughs> She was uh, Charlotte. Is there a Charlotte on that show? Yeah, redhead. No. <laughs> Wait, Charlotte yeah. the one's around here. Flash it up here. Show me a picture. Sh- tell me the names of the characters, and I'll be able to tell you. I don't know. Well, I don't know their fucking names. God damn it! I thought okay, you I guess Cynthia Nixon. Oh, watch, watch. Oh, Sex in the City. It's Samantha, Charlotte. Um. Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character is. Uh, <laughs> I could look this up, oh, but uh, I like the um, the suspense. Anyway, so what was so dark about the situation? Okay, so you know, and um, I was with people who knew the author, and they like him, so they were you know talking to him, and uh, you know, apparently he they asked like, "Do you like what they've done with the film or whatever?" And he said, "I like the screenplay, um, the woman who wrote the screenplay, but." The rest of it's out of my hands. They, I have no say in what's happening. So, <laughs> you know, he, he, let's not hold poor Carter here responsible. That poor <laughs> yeah, that poor turd. Um, but he seemed fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew, I just kept calling them all Hollywood, but they were really all from New York, I guess. <laughs> there was one cool woman from Vegas, of course. Everyone uh-huh. from Vegas is awesome. <laughs> Tom lived there for a little bit. Uh, I I love Vegas. Vegas. Um, Allison King, who was in this, was also in Baby Driver and 12 Strong, too. Okay. (laughs) What, 12 Strong is good? Do you like it? Well, apparently, supposedly, the talk of the event was like they hadn't flew in the big names yet and they aren't releasing them yet. It's top secret or some bullshit. So it's not on IMDb or whatever. Cynthia Nixon is one of them. But I have no fucking idea. This was in 2016. Maybe she's been scrapped. Yeah, oh, who knows? But I did see the guy that's the Stranger Things dude, Dad. Yeah. yeah. But let me paint this picture for you. Kind of looks let like. Let me paint you a Birmingham. Go so, for this was held at the Harlan County VFW. Right, right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Which they have rented for the duration of their shooting because it's going to be a main scene. That's where the, that's that's their dive bar. Yeah, we were we were we were in Na- Nashville on Sunday, um, and we were we walked by this club, and there was what eight couples standing out front in a line yeah. and a closed door, and we were like, "What is that?" And we were with Tyler Coe, and he was like, "He was like, I don't know, man. It's like this hipster thing where like you have to like go and say a password through the door." whatever just to get in and, and matt goes yeah i was just doing that last night it's called a vfw <laughs> basically the, the cities have taken the vfw model yeah <laughs> so but they had a split off in a different room and they, we even had a little window to the bar and it, there was like a dry erase board that said movie people order here <laughs> because <laughs> it was an open bar yeah. and they wanted to keep it separate and then like the vfw guys were down here and uh, the saving grace was there was a pool table, so I shot pool, beat uh, Matt at a game of pool. Uh-huh. Felt good. Um, but from the pool table, you could see just a jar, a door, a jar, just into a room where the card playing was happening. Really wanted to figure out what was going on in there, but the card playing. Yeah, some Damn. old men were playing cards back in a back in a corner dusty room. <laughs> you see Tom in That's there. Where I'm Tom's best. perked up. <laughs> 
That's where I'm best. Yeah. That's where Tom Flex is. You say cute baby? You're That's where cute baby Flex. Yeah. But uh, this woman with a weird name I can't remember and a lot of like, I don't know, appropriative jewelry or something, was had like... Appropriate. She was wearing like an Indian headdress? Basically. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> uh, turquoise. She had booked all the music and she started off with having the Mount Sinai Spirituals come there and perform, which is a uh, all-men's gospel choir that I've worked with quite a bit. And they got into a huge fight because they did not know. Some of them didn't care, and the others were pissed that they were in a bar, <laughs> literal bar scene, where this go- they wanted this gospel band to play. So that's how it all got started. But th- at that time, there was no one there. So the spir- half the spirituals left in a tizzy, and half of them performed for about five people drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, then people started flowing in, uh, and food was supposed to be early. It's like everything was late. All these people were late. Finally, they start flowing in, and you can just tell who's not from around here. Right. So we're just, like, skimming the crowd. Uh, and it's all, like a VFW. It's a pretty sad spot. You know, just everybody in there has been... Well, any anywhere where veterans hang out, it's probably yeah. not the uh, not happiest place. Nah, <laughs> not great. Well, you know, there's like a new hipster thing where all the hipsters go drink at the American Legion and like VFWs, which is what we've been well ahead of that curve for. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, <laughs> the Legion. Well, you can pretty yeah. much guarantee that structurally, culturally, anything that's going to happen with this country has already happened here. <laughs> it's, we all started this it. is what i was well this is the martin county point it's yeah. like look it's dark here but that shit is about to be pretty much everywhere yeah that mark twain quote about us being in the past mm-hmm. afraid not pal. it's actually opposite yeah well th- there's a there's actually a an apple shop film about this where this guy says they they say we're yesterday's people but i think we're tomorrow's people <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a whole Tomorrow's People movie made after that. Well, anyway. I can see it. That's a good title for it. It is good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's the 70s. The heyday, you know. So uh, people are starting to file into this sad, dark room. And um, they you can tell they're just like talking to each other. And they look real Hollywood, even though they're really from New York. Uh, and I'm in the booze line at the bar. Wait, and there's like a couple Imagine people. Imagine that. A couple people line up behind me, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna work. A, I, at this point, I've only talked to people I already know. So I was like, you know what? I can do this. I'm in the. I'm at a bar. I'm in the line for a drink. I could just say something to somebody I don't know. See how it goes. So they had like sent an email to Apple Shop. And we're like, please send Apple Shop people over. La, la, la. And so I turned around and I was like, hey, I'm Tanya. You know, how are y'all? I'm an Apple Shop people. I was like, I was like, okay, uh, you know, I wrote over from Apple Shop. And this woman looks me dead in the eye. And she said, I just got here. <laughs> Wait, who did? One of the actresses? Yeah. Or I don't know. Who the f- yeah, that's how she acted. It was like an actress. She said, I just got here. Like, what's why? that even mean in response to you telling her I'm from Apple Shop? I just like I think what the way it felt is like she didn't know what Apple Shop was. She was she just oh arrived. she was kind of freaking out. Yeah, that, she just like immediately freaked out that I had one spoke to her, two said something she didn't understand, three expected a response. I don't know, and I was like, well, welcome. Look, I well, just, come over here and let me show you who's the I cast just is. Got here, got here. Come here. Then I noticed later she had a Dolly Parton bag, so I complimented her. I was like, hey, I like your Dolly bag. And she's like, oh wow, no one knows it. No one knows that's Dolly. And I was like, well, you're in Dolly country now, bitch. Like, hey, everyone here. fucking knows that's Dolly on your fucking one? bag. What the fuck? 
Oh my god. Was this her? Uh, uh no. So No, that's not her. So Yeah. Uh <laughs> and then the guy that's standing with her, he's like, Oh, I've only been here a week, man. <laughs> I was just like, Okay, forget it. No one really was nice to me until Gop introduced me to the producer and told them I was a trillbilly. And he knew about us? No. He oh. he like, I was just standing there. <laughs> Gop was like it, No, we're fucking Gop was like Gop was like, Oh yeah, she's on this uh, popular podcast and he was like, Oh cool, I'll listen. I was like, don't don't bother. Is, is <laughs> please, this the please don't. Is this her? <laughs> that might be her, yeah. Um yeah, as soon We're as you find her. as soon as you have some just a little bit of name or social capital. Uh, no, I think she's young. She's younger than that. Okay. They're immediately like um she just could not be bothered. I mean, she was waiting in line for booze just like me. Jesus. Christ. Hey, I'm just making small talk here. We can sit here all Okay. Well, that was my own personal like hump in the road. Right. But then comes the director's speech. Hell yeah. <sighs> I'm buckled in. Yeah, give it to us. God, I wish I could just do it verbatim. Here it was basically verbatim. (laughs) We are here to serve this film. It's the baby. We're here to take care of this baby. Not to serve me, not to take care of me. So I just want to make sure everybody knows up front, first thing, that you are not here to serve me or to take care of me. He repeated this multiple times, like that's what, it, like he knew that's what everyone assumed or something. And now we were all just like, <laughs> we weren't planning on it, buddy. <laughs> I don't even fucking know you, dude. Don't serve me. Yeah, whatever we are here you do to serve the film. Whatever you do, if if my pants are somehow off and you feel like, <laughs> hey, I'm a normal guy. I'm a normal guy. Do not service me. Whatever hey, you do, I'm a normal guy. Fight your urge to come over here and service me. <laughs> Fight, yeah, fight your urge to come over here and service me. Fuck my brains out. Then he says, <laughs> and I just need you all to really remind yourselves and me, let's remind each other to really just take take a take a break and take a long breath to take in these mountains. <laughs> really remember where we are. Take them in. Take them in. If you have to imagine yourself as... Uh, some high test dynamite <laughs> blowing them up <laughs> sucking it all in <laughs> do that if that's what you gotta do do that yeah a coal miner on all fours just eating at your ass if that's what you gotta do fucking do it we're here we're here to service to serve me the I mean the film, the film. I, I mean the mountains I'll say who the producer was. The going to every coal mine. It's the director, yeah. This was the director's speech. Going to every coal mine and coat all the walls of the coal mine with cum because that's the best way to make sure the coal dust doesn't get kicked up. And <laughs> man, this guy. <laughs> I mean, and this is like I, the the whole thing is just filled with. This guy kind of looks like. Uh, this is what it's all about. We're here. All this has led to here. All the all everything you've done has led you to here. This, you know, it's like a fucking t-ball coach. Does this, this guy look kind of like a uh, hybrid of Derek Mullins and Bill Hader? Yes. Yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> mm, I like both of those individuals. Um, I don't know who Bill Hader is. I just Derek Mullins was close enough. Uh, oh, okay. So he's like in with like Will Oldham. Yeah, I heard. I had heard Will might be there. He wasn't though. Okay. Take these mountains in. 
fucking so, take it into your mouth. Here's the grand finale, though, of his speech. <laughs> the end. The grand finale. <laughs> and really, what we have to do, what I have to do as your director, is find, be on a constant search, and we all need to be accountable to this, a constant search for the soul of this project. <laughs> If that's a uh, Bathurst coal miner, <laughs> so be it. So be it. <laughs> We're on a quest for the soul. That's weird. It was so weird. Maybe he was high. No, I, I, I think people just talk like that in the movie industry. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's from North. He's from Western North Carolina, at least. Uh, he's somewhat of a regional boy. Jesus fucking Christ, Tanya. Well, maybe it'll shake out nice, but I left there with so many weird feelings. I've had, I've been in a weird feeling all week, and I can't even fucking articulate it. Like, I can't explain why. I can't put a name or a feeling to it. It's just a general sense of unease. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <coughs> I, I think I feel like I know why, but yeah, I feel the same way. Um, It's... I think, you know, it's not that I didn't know things were this shitty and... La la la. It's like, right. I guess I thought, I guess I was just like still hanging on. I just have still been hanging on to this like sad uh, liberal mindset that if people just know, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> if people just see that base, like all men with power have abused people to get there like you know what i mean it's just like i don't know it's just like if people just realized but i, I think now they just know no I, it you're just right it doesn't matter it is it's kind of like back yeah we're full circle here it's just like people know and they just don't give a fuck they just don't give a fuck and so it's like i and then and then there's part of me where it's like i don't even know you know it's like we complain a lot about the actions of dms and just dummies everywhere but it's like i don't even know what i want them to do do i do the dims all just need to do, i mean it's like i'm not going to be happy unless the dims burn down the fucking white house or something you know like i don't even know it's like i don't even know what i want these stupid idiots to do at this point i guess i want them to go away personally but it's hard to like without any sort of like leadership or anything in place it's like what is even replaces that I'm with you because I, I feel the exact same way. It's like not like I didn't know things were this bad. It's just that like several things happened in a t in a small time frame that totally disabused me of some of the yeah residual liberal beliefs I had. You know, and I think core among them was uh, yeah people just need if if they just had the right news sources if they just had the right sort of education and the right. Uh, well, you were, you were talking about this on the way back from Martin County, actually, that, like, everybody's like, get out the vote, get out the vote. America is best whenever everybody's voice is heard. But what they actually mean is vote the way I say to to do or fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that does like, when you're getting out the vote, <laughs> you're really saying just go vote for the for Democrats. Well, it's funny that, like... Or whatever candidate I want you to. Yeah, it's it seems like um, the biggest sort of organized response I saw to what happened with the Kavanaugh stuff was go vote, right? You know what I mean? Like, that seems like that's the predominant... I mean, I'm just saying, uh, even though I surround myself mostly by leftists, still in the sort of, like, national um, sort of movement discourse, I mostly just see people talking like, oh, just go get out the vote. I mean, like, there are obviously, like... 
other things you can be doing, like building a mass movement or whatever. That's just so vague. I don't even know what I'm talking. It about. just feels like uh, <laughs> it feels like ev- even if we're not in a simulation, we're kind of in a simulation because two people can watch the exact same thing and see different things. Oh yeah. Well, what it's it is so different. Well, that's I think that's a good point. I mean, when all that Kavanaugh stuff happened, I sent out this little sort of boilerplate tweet. It was like. I forget now that it that like something like uh what did it say terrence liberals now have to or you know liberal politics basically what i say is liberal politics has been rendered ineffective and they're going to have to decide to adopt a more radical point of view or oh, yeah, you got the heat for that become conservatives <laughs> and to me it was just like and you know the circles we traffic in on twitter or whatever that's like the most like boilerplate Right, it wasn't even a radical thing to say. To say at all. But it really hit a nerve, with apparently. Some, <laughs> some people. And, um, people don't give a fuck about your ultimatums. It's <laughs> a problem. People don't want your fucking ultimatums, Tom. Keep it to your goddamn self. Yeah, Tom, keep those ultimatums in your pocket. Uh, I wasn't making ultimatums. I was <laughs> pointing at a tree. <laughs> because it's like, I, I mean, women we know and care, like you know have had a good time with like Kay Fisher she just wrote on Facebook I saw that I believe him I believe him and I was like nothing that this guy nothing he did made him seem trustworthy in any way in any way in any way <laughs> in any way and also you wouldn't hire him to bartend no. she I know she would not have hired this motherfucker to bartend at Summit City yeah yeah you know and I was him just like that what way, are yeah. you fucking what talking about well you damn sure shouldn't hire him to bartend <laughs> and they drink this up all your profits getting high but, off your own product yeah um, <laughs> I think it's high on your own supply <laughs> oh, damn, you can never stick the landing on those can you <laughs> getting high you off of your own get, product get high on, uh, on your own product <laughs> oh, oh, my God, that's, the pole, that's the pole that's the pole that's, the, that's the cops <laughs> Here's going to be our reoccurring segment. <laughs> Terrence the white boy. <laughs> Let's hear what he has to say. Let's hear it. Let's hear me out, everybody. Let's hear <laughs> Hear me out, all right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, shit. Um, that's why... But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's why I, t- I sent Tom a text message this morning. was like, dude, speak your piece is unfathomably dark this week. Really? I can't even... There was nothing good. It was literally... There was nothing to read and speak your piece? I mean, there was a few... There was really no funny ones. There was a few kind of quirky ones, but mostly it's all about how men are under attack. That's it. I mean, there's that, there's definitely one in there that's like... From now on, men should bring. This is the funny part. I, th- I mean, I have it right here. The uh, this is I see. Th- I've been seeing this one all the time, um, which is like it's really funny that like conservatives are just now like reckoning with the idea of consent, but they're doing it literally fast, like backwards by employing the Pence rule. Yeah. What? Uh, Maybe some of the root of this is that humanity has become totally incapable of self-reflection and any like self-accountability we're, we're all three i mean yeah 
all of us and everyone who writes into speak your piece and everyone in power <laughs> completely unable to self-reflect to no here's the here's the thing here's the thing okay we've all known men some of us have <laughs> are trying to become one of those i don't know why but here's the thing anytime that i have been falsely or anytime i've been accused of something even if it wasn't like something heinous like there was at least shades of truth to it do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. anyway there it is well what there were shades of truth to any any false okay i'll just break it down for you there's two times i was falsely accused in my life one was i was falsely accused of (laughs) drawing dicks and pizza sauce on the elevator of manon (laughs) tower moorhead state university Good. I, was it on brand? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> was it something that it looked like I did? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but did I do it? Not that time. <laughs> and then the other thing was uh, stealing money off the church. Was it on brand? <laughs> sure it was. Yeah. Would I have done it? Probably had I not been living in Arkansas. <laughs> So you literally, <laughs> logistically could not. I, I mean, I could not. There was no way I could have done so that. So what's the larger point you're making here, which is that you should own up to things that you did do and shouldn't own up to things you didn't do? I don't know. I think I was trying to tell a funny joke. And it ended up <laughs> sounding really fucking weird. That's what you get for interrupting me. Sorry, go ahead. I hope you'll print this. I think that all the young men out there need to carry around in their pocket a contract and get their girlfriend to sign it before they get into the sex act. That way, they can go on about their business. If she says, okay, have sex. If she doesn't sign it, you better not have sex. Exactly! That's the whole fucking point. Like, no shit. But they're they're talking about that like it's a bad thing. It just calls all their bullshit for what it really is. That they don't actually give a shit about consent. That they all only want domination. It's also just like they clearly don't. He, this man doesn't understand anything about communication. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. so many. You don't really need it on paper there, cowboy. You and just... it's just so <laughs> like, okay, let's say I sign a contract. <laughs> so fucking what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> You know, it's just like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, it's like, oh, just because I sign a contract doesn't... It's also like, if you go on to assault me, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that I signed a piece of paper beforehand? In a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> See, I couldn't have before the act occurred. She said the act occurred. It was in, it was in paper. Well... Uh, what what has been the darkest for me? Like you said, you just don't even... Can't even put your finger on what's drug you into this place. This is bringing me flashbacks to jury duty, honestly. This has dragged me back into a very dark jury duty place uh-huh. in my life. Letcher County jury duty, which I would go to jail to avoid the next time. Take me to jail, lock me away, I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> I <will> never. <laughs> so, and I went up to Judge Wright, who is on the Supreme Kentucky Supreme Court now. Judge Wright, and I was like, I believe everyone is innocent. I don't believe in the judicial system at all. I hate cops. I don't need to sit on any jury duty. And he was like, ma'am, I don't have enough innocent people in this county to let you off this jury duty. I, you're going to have to sit through it. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I told you. I'm, I, and I didn't. I like 
had a miserable time. The first case. <laughs> All right, put me on there, but I'm a I'm, not guilty right now. <laughs> we look like I, I'm telling you, everyone is not guilty, and that's how I went, not guilty. And I had to sit there and like listen to these stupid people deliberate, and then tell me that i was causing them to not go home to their kids and not do all this because i was the contrary when la 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 i'd say take it over there to that and we judge. just sat in there for hours until they finally wore me down and i was like fine guilty that's what i had to do for days it was horrible the first one was was just like it was these two old dudes were in a fucking bicker and it wasn't a big deal like uh the old man was uh had hit the young guy on with his car on a motorcycle on cram creek which i lived on cram creek at the time and i was like i live on cram creek and he was like well do you know these men i was like no but <laughs> i could I, but I have cram creek pride <laughs> i have cram creek I solidarity to, i just wanted to point that out <laughs> I would right never now. convict somebody from Cram Creek because I ride hard for Cram Creek. <laughs> but for the first one, it was like the whole the whole prosecution was that this guy was pumped full of Suboxone, but he had a script a prescription to the shit. What do you a doctor fucking prescribe the dumb motherfucker? He's on he's but they said he had a toxic level. Of course he did. They're over prescribing people, you dumb fuck. Like a toxicologist come in, just drug all this crazy. My man's shit. got a toxic level. I'm gonna start yeah. saying that. Toxic Buddy, level, level of Suboxone. Hey, well, we're getting the levels when we start podcasting. <laughs> and of course. <laughs> Sound a little toxic over there to the and right. And of course, this this guy is like, uh, he's like, oh, my liver don't work like yours does. I can't break stuff down. You know, he's like, there's just it's just pitiful. The whole thing is just pitiful. And finally, we had to find this guy guilty, and he went to fucking jail, and I fucking oh, lost my God. a month's worth of sleep over it. But that turned out to be nothing compared to the next case I was on. Which maybe I shouldn't even go down this road because it'll just get darker. Okay, let me ask you a question. How in the same fuck have you done jury duty three times and I've not done it the first time? This is the same just once. I've just I been on it once. Do it once. I was just called once. Oh, and I had you're to on the grand jury, two. so you're well, taking no, no, no. doing I was, all the cases. I, was, I ended up, I had to sit through the courtroom and I ended up being the lottery twice. The, speaking oh, okay. on the same, uh, that reminds me of another dark thing I saw this week as we're, as while we're on the topic. I was walking by the courthouse yesterday, and there was a woman out front literally begging, pleading with the judge in front of the courthouse for him to sign off on this paper so she could get hired somewhere. She's like, I just got sober. I have kids. I can't even get a job at Dairy Queen. I just need you to sign this paper. Please, 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 like was begging him. And I, was t- I texted Tom. I was like, I just saw something out of the straight up medieval times. Like He wouldn't do it? No, the sheriff was uh, the lady sheriff was right next to him, and she was just had her arms crossed and just smiled at me like, "Look at this drug addict!" Like, oh my god, just sick. Look, like on this podcast, I feel like it's kind of our duty to like rally the troops or like try to provide some sort of inspiration or be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, this is the way things are. You have to have hope. You're trying to make the world a better place or whatever. But I'm deep. I'm dipping into that well and i'm not coming up with anything it's the bucket is empty this week <laughs> i don't even have a semblance of hope to offer you yeah the world is a cesspit it is um it was just a reminder of like who i mean if this fucking woman who's got a fucking phd this beautiful white woman with a phd is not believable and she's you know kept her story straight th- i could not be questioned about what i had for breakfast yesterday right. with a straight face and keep my story straight i could you know what i mean i'm not a fucking authority on anything that's ever happened to me at this point i'm not authority on anything it's like there's no 
there's no fucking <laughs> anyway it just <laughs> took me back to this fucking that second case i had to be on which was a fucking child rape case in letcher county it was so dark it was a 12 year old and she testified uh. and they still didn't believe her they did not believe a 12 year old because she like remembered a detail wrong or something well you know actually i say that like oh, i can't even bring anything up in the bucket but i can bring this voting will not get you out of this <laughs> seriously <laughs> no. uh you know like whether it's who it doesn't matter who the fuck it is it, it can be the most ostensibly less left-wing candidate and they say they're going to do this and that 2008 should have disabused you of the notion that anything wrong with this society can be fixed with what did bill clinton say with what is right with this what's wrong with it can't (laughs) it's not too great that it can't be fixed with what's right with it no um none of that shit works and you're just kicking a can further down the road um damn I, i mean it's not a profound thing i mean like maybe it's irresponsible to like put something out there that's just like so bleak and absolutely just f- <laughs> i think we have to go on early hiatus <laughs> like we just have to end season one last episode is the end of season one and that's the season two, you mean. That's season two sorry yeah here we are season two um, i know the other day when someone asked something about how, what episodes to offer to someone and you gave a fucking list uh, <laughs> uh, a fucking what they call it at the beginning of a semester a syllabus you gave her a fucking a little a literal trillbilly by syllabus themes too. by theme a theme trillbilly we syllabus really have four themes I was like Jesus fucking Christ Terrence has got to get a life <laughs> I just saw it I was like Holy you don't God. understand Tony this is all I have Although I don't I have a girlfriend pretty... and I have a life I have a fucking podcast you got two cats buddy <laughs> Anyway, I was like, he left out the first 10 episodes. Those were gold. Oh, my God. Those are some of our worst. You think? I don't know. What do you think, Tom? I don't have. I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> show's <laughs> trash. <laughs> All right. The show's goddamn truck garbage. <laughs> All right. Go listen to somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, no, I, I, I have purged the first 10 episodes from the canon, in fact. Actually, maybe the first six. Wait, they're not on there at all? No, they're there. I'm just saying, oh. like the canon, the Trillbillies canon. Do we have a canon? We do. I'd say it's episodes ten. Canon, canon. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyhow, um, syllabus stands. Syllabus stands. Um. Speaking of climate change, though, and sea levels rising. By the way, I had a funny blood pressure is rising. And blood pressure. I had a funny thought. <laughs> um, if they find, if they ever like somehow found like the lost city of Atlantis how long do you think it would take before people would start claiming ancestry there sort of a la Pocahontas (laughs) you know what I mean oh yeah Um. (laughs) you know what I mean like was Atlantis a real place that exists or is that just Greek mythology it was a real place that existed I thought just kind of got washed away or maybe it was based sort of on a real place. Okay. Damn, I thought y'all would like that. I thought that y'all would think that was funny. No, I mean, no. I, I Fuck d- y'all. Oh <laughs> Fuck this goddamn podcast. <laughs> this is where he fucking unravels. <laughs> I start berating y'all for thinking nothing he kills, is funny. He kills me and Tom on air, and then he publishes it. <laughs> like a maniac. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> 
Oh God! I wouldn't do that. Now people would definitely claim it Atlant- Atlantic ancestry. Damn! <laughs> Is it'll start showing up on Twenty Three and Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw, though, this is so dark. That was, or one of you all maybe sent me this or shared it. Was that 23 and Me or Ancestry or one of the motherfuckers that's teamed up with Spotify? Oh, and now you can get. <laughs> the ethnic, the ethnicity based playlist. I read playlist. the article. It was so dark. Oh. <laughs> it was so dark. What do they do? They suggest songs that they th- that you think they think you would like based Better on supposedly from your roots or well something. i'm i have to say i'm a proud member of what uh the great historian uh or excuse me the president uh teddy roosevelt called the hardiest race uh the scots irish people the hardiest race <laughs> yeah, the hardiest race <laughs> You know, I tell somebody's racist if they say they're Scots Irish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. That's a dog whistle at this point. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. <sighs> well, that's about a full episode. Huh. Um, I had something else and I forgot it already. Yeah. Uh, I think I had multiple things, but. um, I had two back to back very good days yesterday and the day before and today two very fuck? good dates why didn't you share I'm proud of you honestly yesterday i turned a corner and i saw you walking the dog and your head was held so low and then i just noticed the little um plastic bag in your hands <laughs> did you have poop in it no yeah. he was on his way to the poop <laughs> and i was just like walking like a man yeah. like the baton death march just. Uh, yeah it's a long way down yeah. he's just on a walk to pick up poop right yeah. On a little poop walk. That's <laughs> okay. okay. I feel like everything just smells like shit now because my cat just keeps hostile shitting and my sister's trying to potty train my nephews and she won't put a diaper on them so there's shit fucking everywhere. It's just madness. Fucking pandemonium. Sounds awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really Why'd fun. you have two good days and I'd, I've been in the fucking goddamn hell for it like is starting to feel weeks. like fall Can't that tell feels you why. good i don't know it was just weird oh. man i gotta get out of this i had a brief the respite from my good. normal pill. the thing yeah. the thing about it is i haven't been in a good sp- place for a few weeks but it's just like something the rug was pulled out from under me or something i, I walked around fish pond the other day ago. it felt pretty good try that maybe. damn i need to do that walking around fish ponds are good i, loved, I, used to, I always used to like doing take that. leon uh, I don't know if I can do that. You'll <laughs> <laughs> run off in the woods and well, never Well, it was re- more fun with Louie. <laughs> we went and walked around Fish Pond. It's really You nice. walk your cat? No. I said Louie. Uh, no, I was saying, like, you said take Leon. I didn't know if you'd try well, to walk. Well, I mean, Leon's an outdoor cat. I won't let my cat out of the house. Now that now that she's fixed, though, about to cut her stupid ass loose. And if she shows back up for food, okay. She's just pissed me off so much with all the shit. And it's like she don't want to be in the house. You know, mm. I'm not going to keep her fucking trapped. Yeah. And, but, you know, I couldn't, with good conscience, release a fucking tomcat into the neighborhood. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. So now that she's officially <laughs> clipped. Got right here. <laughs> and I had them clip her nails while she was asleep because she's so violent. Wouldn't let, wouldn't let you do it otherwise. It just took forever. She'd bite me and shit. She's a little bitch. But uh, so once her nails grow out, so I feel like she can defend herself. I might just start letting her out right see how it goes although i know since you all told me she won't stay in the fence 
<laughs> well, no, it's that's not the concern. The concern is the toll it takes on the wildlife, mm. bird populations. Really? Shrews, voles, shrews, voles, birds. Are you false kidding me? Sales, I live at the head sales. of a holler. There's like thirty feral cats and dogs up there. <laughs> you don't live that. You live on a mountain. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. A holler is like, you know. A, a valley almost we're not a valley but it's you. just it's the holler just goes up <laughs> by the end of it maybe it's not a holler but it starts out that way i mean <laughs> runs uphill all right well whatever anyways <laughs> <laughs> i live at the end of a one-lane road that's what i should say there's fucking feral dogs and cats everywhere um all right, so they, I got nothing else, but uh, let's go ahead and call this one. And um, oh yeah, what are you gonna call this? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. We had a title earlier that Quite I thought the pity party. I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, did I come drag y'all down? No, I'm. No, no, we're just not doing well. No one's doing well. No one. Who? 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 No one's doing hey, honestly, if you're doing well right now, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you are, if you're in a good mood, <laughs> you think things are doing, running pretty good. <laughs> eat ten dicks. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I literally last night I was I like made some you know just quick off. Oh, someone said, well, what happened to you know we were like down in the dumps talking about someone had mentioned the climate report. We were like. There's a crew of us that get together on Wednesday nights and watch American Horror Story. <laughs> is it good, the apocalypse? Oh, it's good. Yeah, I love it. Last night, Stevie Nicks was That's on. That's why I was going to say. It's no Stevie was supposed to be on there. Yeah, she was on last night. It was really good. Um, yeah, it's getting good. They're back to Murder House. The coven's back. Anyway, um, <laughs> neither here nor there. It's like the only joy I get in the week. <laughs> but someone's like, oh, did you see the climate report? And I was like, nah, 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 I don't want to talk about it. And then someone else said, well, what happened to them sending people to Mars? What happened to what happened to the commercial trips to Mars? And I was like, well, fucking Elon Musk, he's already picked somebody he's sending. You know, that's all SpaceX. They they haven't actually, you know, they've just trajectory said they're going to be able to do this by the end. They ain't done nothing yet. And I was like, Elon's a piece of dog shit. And the guy was like, ain't he fixing Flint? <laughs> I think I heard that. And I was if, like, what? If we're talking about percentages of income, I've given more money to Flint than Elon Musk has. <laughs> Seriously, it's not like, what? Yeah, good point, is that a? Is that a... Uh, I think he tweeted about it one time, like, I will take care of it. He said, I'll take care of something Flint? Like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Every fucking, like, white South African guy's a fucking lunatic. I say this being friends with a few South African guys, but they're fucking nuts and weird. And it wouldn't surprise me if Elon Musk goes all Oscar Pistorius on somebody at some point. I hope it's not Grimes because I actually do like her music. No, I'm not. Is he dating was, Grimes? Yeah. You didn't know that? It's all news time. Now that you say it, I think I did. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Well, this is the end of the episode. Uh, go buy a bunch of weapons. Start a protracted <laughs> oh, people's God. war. No, just buy Halloween decorations. Just go buy, go to a pump. Go to your local pumpkin uh, patch. But on November, start the protracted people's <laughs> war. Uh, that's the only thing I got left. I've bought pumpkins. I've invested heavily in pumpkins the last couple of weeks. Um, enjoy your last Halloween. And enjoy black your candles. Halloween. I ordered black candles to ward off negativity. You want me to bring you one? Please. I will. Please I was just one. writing about that today, Tanya. What'd you write? I'm writing about witches a little bit. Oh. About how, like, um, you know, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, more slightly more stable times, 
Um, I'll let you read it. <laughs> well, I've got a few good books on the topic if you want to borrow any of them. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I heard that the coming to the, like, the Kentucky thing. Yeah. No pressure for old Tomo. <laughs> what what Kentucky thing? They're like Kentucky gathering or whatever in Slade. So the is going to be in Eastern Kentucky. Shouldn't we kidnap him or something? I want to say, listen here, I appreciate the income, sure, I guess, in a way, uh, as much as a, a wage slave could. But fuck Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> and then I just watch them all fucking melt. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, let's march in there with the fucking golf club and just knock his fucking kneecaps out. <laughs> yeah. All right, motherfucker. You want to get real about this climate shit? We've got to do away with your ass because you're taking up too many resources. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut this out so I don't get it. Did you fly here on a plane, bitch? <laughs> you better have unicycled here, here motherfucker. You better have levitated. Where's your broom? Hey, uh, I can't cut this out. Sir, can I see your papers? I yeah. Yes, exactly. You're you are you are now you've now entered the Appalachian uh, the free independent states of Appalachia. Uh, I'm General Ray. Um, <laughs> we've shut down private, all, private all, Ray. all commerce. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I want to be a major. <laughs> um, no, we can't cut this out. This Nurse is the only Ray. good laugh we've had all episodes. <laughs> Let me out of here. I got to pee. Well, I all right. Don't want to get fired for a good laugh. <laughs> um, I'll just cut out. I don't know, man. I, all right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.